Welcome back, everybody. This is OmniTalk Retail coming to you live from NRF 2024 from the Fusion Group booth number 5420. Come on, stop by. We are here for one last day, Chris. This one is last like, day. This is like the last chance, last dance. Last, last dance, last chance for romance. Let's I think that's how dance. I think that's how it goes. There'll Isn't be that no a song, dancing Gloria Gaynor yes. or something? Yeah, yes. no, no. <laughs> but I'm, I'm moving. I'm shaking in. I'm we are this. we are obviously doing this because we know the gentleman standing between us very well, yes, and we, we know do. that he is very comfortable with throwing in some uh, some old disco grooves. Uh, we have we to may not go as far as romance, but yeah, some well, yeah, no yeah. romance, but romance. No. Yeah, maybe some romance. Mm -hmm. yeah. romance in a little bit, but yes. there'll be some well-timed humor. I'm oh, sure. My God. Um, let me get <laughs> to like, the oh, introduction. Yeah. Um, we have standing between us the chief marketing officer from Northern Tool and Equipment, Frank Carlson. Frank, welcome. Thank you. It's so good Excited to have to you on here. the show. Long time listener, first time. First time, first time, yeah, yeah, yeah right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Frank, you, we all, like you said, we all go way back. You and I were once senior buyers together in grocery. We were cubicle mates, you could yes. say, in a lot of ways. Was this frozen uh, food? It was when I was in frozen food. Dry food, frozen food. Yep, dry oh. food and frozen food. That's okay. what it was. Right. So, uh, but yeah, so for those that maybe don't know you as well as we do, uh, explain who you are, your background, and, and your job at Northern Tool. Yeah, um, so uh, I guess I'm a career retail guy. I've been in yep. retail since 1999. I uh, started off my career at Target, like we said, and I was there for 15 years in a whole host of uh, really, really cool jobs. Um, aside from that, maybe the most important thing you should know about my time at Target was there was another guy I worked with there that helped me probably get double the credit for anything I did because <laughs> people were always mixing the two of us they, up. They right? were? And, they, and they were like, we were viewed as doppelgangers of sorts. Yeah. And the I audience might so. be going, what? Especially but from back behind. in the day. But yes. back in the day, back in the <laughs> day, we both like similar height, similar build. Yeah, you we are. Both wear dark, LBs, we both yes. wear dark glasses. Yes. And we both had these like full heads of dark, dark hair, which if hair, I don't yes. know what's changed, but maybe Nothing I'm not seeing it Nothing at all. You guys look, no, you're like perfect specimens dark, dark of 20 something hair. target yeah, so, employees. So that's so hence the conversation. That, right? yeah. Hence People the conversation. People always come up from behind, Frank, Frank, and they tap me on the shoulder. Yeah. Like, uh, and they'll be like, Chris, great work yeah. on that. I was like, actually, it's Frank. I did the work. But it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so, uh, so it tied to our conversation before yeah. we started here, which is, you know, can I tell people you're thinking about making this move? Or yes, no? for yeah. sure. Go ahead. Chris is, it's Chris is, your canvas. Chris is you thinking it. about taking the plunge, you know, and, and uh, shaving the old head. So then we could kind of replicate what we once were, you know? We, we could. We could. Yeah. I, I, need, I need to start running like you, though. But yes, I need to. <laughs> we could do that, too. Lose a few pounds, but yes. But okay, so now you're the chief marketing yes, officer. Yes, yes. Okay, so Northern I was I was at Target. I left. I did all sorts of cool stuff there. Uh, I left Target and joined Guitar Center. Actually, yeah. as the head of marketing there, I um, was there for a bit, and then uh, Southern California weather was just too nice for me, and so I came back to Minnesota. Uh, joined Best Buy. I was there for five years. Uh, That's where your career then, really took off. Too, I was, right? Yeah, I became the chief marketing officer uh, at Best Buy as well as leading the retail media business there. Um, and then just last May, I joined Northern Tool and Equipment, which is an awesome company, having tons and tons of fun there. Yeah, yeah. tell us a little yeah. bit about Northern Tool and Equipment yeah. for those who aren't familiar. Yeah. He needs to take a sip. So this is, it's so cool. Yeah. I need to wet my throat to really make this all that it should be. <laughs> Um, no, Northern Tool is such a cool company. We started in 1981, um, founded by an entrepreneur named Don Catula, who grew okay. up um, on the Iron Range, northern Minnesota, family owned a scrapyard. And so like 
grew up in this in this environment that kind of built this sort of appreciation for our customer and this entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. And in his kind of late 20s, early 30s, he had moved to the Twin Cities, gone to college, worked in, in some different places, and then started this company uh, selling log splitters, log splitters oh. that he designed himself. Um, Something kinda, I've never used. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, and, and kind of... Uh, to some degree, in omni, the company continued to grow and became kind of omni-channel before that was a right. thing, right? Taking orders over the phone, over the internet, right. in retail locations, shipping them. Sometimes, like, he shipped some orders via Greyhound bus, oh which is, God. like, one of my favorite kind of parts of the story. Yeah. But, you know, all, just kind of kept growing. And, and you know, fast forward to today, uh, we have 140 stores. You know, we're over a billion dollars in revenue. Um, we we are kind of a regional retailer, I'd call us regional omni-channel. Yeah. Um, and so you probably, to understand the company a little better, I would start with, you know, the purpose as we define it for the company is to honor and serve those who do tough jobs, right? Okay. And so when you think about our, our customer, our customer tends to be either a professional tradesperson, okay. you know, in the trades, or someone who, what I like to call is like trades-minded. So yes. does work like uh, trades-type work for themselves, but in a way that really is sort of pro-level. I explain it a, a billion different ways, but I actually think the easiest way to help people visualize it is that like if you've watched Parks and Rec, yes. Ron Swanson Ron. is like our core <laughs> customer, right? Like obviously Ron like works for the Parks Department, um, but when he's doing work with his hands, he's doing it like a pro, and yes. he looks back at it and says, "Like somebody really should be paying." Ron Swanson is yeah. your muse. Ron Swanson is our muse. Right. Yes, oh yes. My God. Um, and so we tend to do really well in in categories that are for these like kind of tough um, tough job type of things, right? Pressure washers, power generators, trailers, and towing, um, power tools, but like pro grade sort of power yeah. tools for for that type of work. Wow. And then the only other thing I'd add um, in the kind of description of the company is that we have a core omni-channel retail business, but we also have a couple of other kind of legs to the stool, so to speak, okay. which is like we're in the wholesale manufacturing business. So we manufacture and design a lot of our own brand products and in fact sell them to mm. some other retailers. Oh, okay. Um, and, then, and then we have a significant B2B arm as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. Well, when you started out building your own log splitters, I feel like you've got some cred in the yeah, industry. Like yeah. we can build our own products yeah. better than maybe and it's always and in, fact, in fact, the fascinating part about that is he built, um, he started selling a kit for like, the oil crisis happened. He realized people were going to be wanting to burn wood more to avoid oil like yeah. crisis. And so it was a kit of, or an instruction manual of how to assemble your own log splitter. And then people started going, well, could you just sell me the parts? And then it became kits and it's just a cool story. Oh my gosh, yeah. this is going to turn into, this is going to turn into like a four hour deep dive podcast. Yeah, right. And, and well, don't get us special. started. I mean, yeah, yeah you let us go ahead. <laughs> Frank and I will keep I know, it I know. rolling. Let's do the um, but, but you're at NRF, yeah. so, uh, yeah. so what brings you here? Have you ever been to NRF before? I have never been to NRF, NRF you know, being in retail since 1999. This is my first time, believe it or yeah, not. Yeah. Um, our CEO, Suresh Krishna, is actually on the board of NRF. Okay. And so okay. I kind of through that, I got to know um, the folks on the, the marketing executive council. And okay. so I joined the council. So we're here for board meetings, council meetings. And then, of course, you know, a lot of industry peers are here. It's good to catch up with folks. And then, obviously, they call it the big show for a reason. So there's, like, yeah. so much going on. So just to kind of understand what's what's new and exciting and, and kind of future forward sort of innovation in retail. Soaking it all in. 
a new spoke. That's right. No, this is my only speaking no, engagement. No, Suresh is speaking. Suresh is speaking. Okay, yep. got it. So, mm -hmm. okay, that sounds great. So that was yesterday. That today. was, what day is it today? It was Sunday. Sunday. Sunday morning. Yeah. Okay, now that we've got our bearings, yeah, we yeah, know when right. Suresh spoke. What got were, our compass. What were some of the key things that he was speaking about or that you think the audience may have taken away yeah. for those people who didn't get to attend the session? Yeah, his focus was on supply chain, mm. right? Okay. And I would say over the over the past few years, we had a ton of success in during the pandemic, and we kind of used that as a way to really invest in some foundational capabilities yep. that we needed. And so, uh, supply chain is one of those. And so, he spoke a lot about, you know, the the steps forward we took, why we took them, and maybe one of the most key themes is for a company our size, yeah. just the value of partnership, right? Mm. You hear, and there's a lot of press on some of the bigger companies doing a lot of these big things um, all on their own, yeah. right? And for us at our size, we've got to be really thoughtful about how do we get to the capabilities our customers need, but do it in a way that's manageable for us. And so great partnerships across a lot of our different partners. It's great, which has happened. So key mm -hmm. for supply chain. I mean, you can't do supply chain without partnerships. It's, yeah. it's right. literally impossible, actually. So, so all right, so Frank, you've only been enrolled for a short time, yeah. but we're not gonna let you off the hook. <laughs> so uh, we're curious, what are you most proud of that you've accomplished in your short tenure since you started last year? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say what am I most proud of that the team has accomplished because, you know, it was, this last year was a really, really big year. And so because of that success during the pandemic and the willingness to really invest toward the future, we had a huge year. We implemented um, implemented a new retail POS system. Oh my God. Implement, implemented a new new e-commerce platform. You don't have any hair. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, this, was a, this was a choice. No. <laughs> new e-commerce platform, all the supply chain innovation that, that I talked about, and then we opened more new stores in that single year than we ever wow. have before. So just super proud of the team. And, and frankly, you know, on top of that, I think you know, the categories that we're in from a macro standpoint right. have softened a bit. And I'm probably most proud of our ability to kind of understand that as it's happening and stay future focused. There's a tendency in retail, right, to, to panic when things like that happen yeah. and start spending all yeah, your time is, on yeah. the here and now. And I've always believed don't you could waste years a week at a time right. if you don't kind of take a step back and, and, and sort Which of think about the future. Which is always something I've taken from working with you. You're very good at that, of like knowing when you don't want to push water uphill. And, yeah. and man, a point of sale upgrade, that's just about yeah. the hardest thing you can do. So yeah. kudos. Yeah, proud of the team for all those things. Frank, um, what? This is a new category for you. Yeah. New kind of company. What lessons have you learned in doing all of what you just talked about in the last year that yeah. you impart on the audience? Yeah, I mean, first lesson I would say is what I just said, right? <laughs> like you gotta be able to take a step back and understand yes. who you are, what you're best at, and how to lean into that. Um, I would also say, you know, one of the big differences at this company versus the others is the others I've been with have generally been so mass oriented, so broadly right. applicable to a broad customer base. And I think one of the things I've really tried to zero in on with the team is that we can really, we don't have to be all things to everybody, yeah, you know, yeah. and there's a ton of growth for us and more growth even when we limit kind of who we're talking to, to the people who we're most relevant to. Okay. And so how to focus yes. on the customer base um, and really do right by a smaller group of people, which has all sorts of implications for obviously um, how you do business right. and the solutions you're looking for. Which yeah. is really the core ask of your job too, yeah. as a chief marketing officer. So I'm curious then, let's get you out of here on this. So, so 
with that as kind of your definition of your role, how do you look at your priorities for this year? Yeah. And what are you looking to invest in to make them happen? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, so first off, I'd say in our, if you think about those sort of three tiers of the business, on the core retail business, um, really thinking about zeroing in and doubling down on where we're strongest. The categories were strongest, I mentioned those earlier. The geographies where we're strongest, right. really embracing that Just notion of a regional yeah. retailer. Um, and the customers who, who we will appeal to, right? So really zeroing in there and then being really thoughtful about what are the smart bets we can make right. in those other less mature parts of the business that we're gonna be core to our future strategy, the wholesale um, piece of it and then the B2B side of it, um, zeroing in on those things. And then from a marketing standpoint, I would just say, I mean, the luxurious position as a marketer to be leading a brand who has huge, like tons of love from our customer base right. that knows us well, but really, really low awareness, mm -hmm. right? And so um, lots of fun things we'll be doing to kind of drive that and move the awareness needle. Um, and then from a customer segmentation standpoint, really finding the solutions that allow us to use the resources we have to talk directly to the Ron Swansons of the world, yeah. you know, and not a lot of folks who might go, oh, that's neat, but I don't really need anything right. that you sell. Right. Um, so, and then last but not least, always investing in the team. You know, I think right. this company, one of the things that's most impressive to me about this company is that we are family owned and you feel that every day within the work and the team and the environment. And I think that our customers feel that and it's just a really special environment in that way. So the team is core to our success and we'll continue to invest in them to yeah. make that continue to be the case. That really differentiates you too in the category, awesome. I think. And yeah. something that has been a, a resounding theme from a lot of the people that we've talked to at this conference is really putting the focus back on the teams, back on supporting them and providing the tech and tools to do so. So right well done, Frank. Yeah, thank you. You, passed. you, too. you made it through. You made Woo! it through. All right. Uh, thanks, thanks, everybody, for, for joining us today. We'll be back again uh, shortly with Diana Marshall from Sam's Club next. She was just getting off stage, so we'll find out what she had to say. Uh, thanks again to Vision Group for sponsoring all the coverage that we are bringing you from NRF 2024. And until the next interview, Chris. Be careful out there.